0: Howard University graduate named T.J. Mercer, who is the creator of a pretty cool program called Move-In Day Mafia. We'll talk about that uh, as we head toward uh, college move-in day. I was just looking at my phone during that break. Uh, the daughter of, a, of one of our employees here uh, at this station uh, just moved into her dorm, and I was just they were sending around some photos of, of her first day moving into her dorm room. So it's that time of year, uh, college move-in day uh, season, uh, and, uh, again, pretty cool program uh, established by uh, T.J. Mercer, again, Howard graduate, uh, called Move In Day Mafia uh, that specifically uh, descends upon HBCUs. Uh, In this season of the year We'll talk to T.J. Mercer on the back side of this hour But we commence uh, this hour in conversation With Dr. Renee Robinson And Dr. Victor McCrary Who are they? Well, glad you asked Um, The National Organization for the Professional Advancement Of Black Chemists and Chemical Engineers Is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year Half a a century And the commemoration will take place at a grand conference In the heart of New Orleans I can't get away from New Orleans today Our guest in the last hour uh, is a professor at Tulane Uh, And so here we are now talking to some other guests who are uh, on their way uh, next month to New Orleans for this grand conference. September 14th, uh, the New Orleans Convention Center will uh, be run over uh, by a gathering of uh, over a thousand distinguished black chemists and chemical engineers, all coming together to honor the remarkable contributions of black scientists, chemists and engineers in the world of technology technology. Two of those persons participating in that celebration I mentioned a moment ago, Dr. Renee Robinson and Dr. Victor McCrary, both join us now. Dr. Robinson, how are you today?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you, Tavis, uh, for inviting us to the show. Uh, glad to be here.
0: And it's good to have you on. Dr. McCrary, how are you, sir?
2: Sir, I was on the wake-up
1: list today. And so it's, it's a
2: pleasure to be here speaking with you and Dr. Robinson.
0: Hey, it's good to have you on. Uh, yeah, we all are grateful to be on the wake-up list today. So I, I, uh, I celebrate uh, that, that sentiment. Let me start with this. Uh, and we just got you know, a few minutes here. i want to move through a few things. Uh, but it is, it is, uh, it's fascinating to me, having sat in this chair and many other chairs and TV and radio over the course of my career uh, and had conversations about the, the dreams and the aspirations of black people and all that we have done to make America the nation that she is. Du Bois once asked that powerful question, would America have been America without her Negro people? That's Du Boisian to the core. Would America have been America without her Negro people? We know that the answer to that question is absolutely not. No way. America is America without our contributions. Uh, and years ago, I did an art exhibit um, that traveled the country called uh, "America I Am," the African American imprint. We had over 300 uh, historic items that we curated for this exhibit that traveled the nation for four years, trying to get folk to wrestle with that Du Boisian question. And in the in, in the exhibit, we laid out again all kinds of artifacts to show. Um, The contributions that black folk have black folk have made in every field of human endeavor in this country And we had a complete section in that tour about black chemists and black engineers and the and and the contributions They have made I did that in part because we so often don't even think about black folk in this particular lane So I made the joke earlier that we were gonna have this conversation in this hour and I said yes They do exist There are, in fact, black chemists. There are, in fact, black chemical engineers. Dr. Rena Robinson serves as professor of chemistry at Vanderbilt University. And Dr. Victor McCrary currently serves as vice president for research and professor of chemistry at the University of the District of Columbia, UDC. I'm glad to have them both on this program. Dr. Robinson, you first, to the point I just made. What say you about the fact that many of us don't even know that there are Uh, a significant a decent number of black chemists in high positions all across this country
1: we out here (laughs) we are you know we are small in number but growing in number but we have made so many contributions that contribute to why we all exist today and we're continuing to make those contributions and so i say that we all have to um, wake up to the fact that we're everywhere and we need to make sure that we're empowering the next generation to continue to pursue these fields in STEM because STEM impacts all of our daily lives, how we eat, how we breathe, how we move, how we navigate. Um, And black people are certainly making our mark and contributions in that area, but we don't want it to end with this current generation. We have to keep uh, that needle going. So, um, you know, those are my initial thoughts in that regard. As
0: I mentioned, Dr. Robinson, you're a professor of chemistry at Vanderbilt University. Uh, So just be honest with me, Uh, anybody listening but me and you, just two of us talking here. Um, (laughs) Tell me whether or not you you are ever troubled. Uh, by the number of black faces you see or don't see in your chemistry classes at Vanderbilt? Uh,
1: Absolutely. I think it's always um, amazing to me that despite our efforts as an institution or across different institutions to try to advance diversity, equity and inclusion, that we still have these moments where I can look into my upper-level classes and only see a few of any of us reflected. Um, But I know institutions are getting better. We're certainly getting better at Vanderbilt. But it is a frustrating thing, and I think that has been one of the – frustrations that I've had in my professional career that in fact propelled me to become a professor of chemistry.
0: Dr. McCrary they, they used to call DC chocolate city uh I see <laughs> I, 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 I've, been, I've been there recently and the gentrification is real let me just say that. It's real they used to call it chocolate city uh let me ask you the same question right quick and we'll come forward whether or not you were ever troubled by uh the the, the number of black faces you see in your classes at UDC.
2: Well, at UDC, you know, we are the nation's capital, only public HBCU. There's two HBCUs, my my alma mater, Howard University, which is private, and UDC, which is a public uh, HBCU, and we're there to serve the community. So we do see a large number of faces in chemistry, but I would like to see a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it has to do with making sure we get the message out about the opportunities and careers that blacks can have in chemistry and the STEM-related fields, But I think also, Tavis, it's also important that we understand the history Mm. of the number of chemists that have, as you were talking about, you know, black people have been the foundation for this country, and black chemists played an important role, which is why... What Dr. Robinson is doing in Nobushay is extremely important.
0: didn't you, you mean to cut you off. When we come forward, I want to come uh, to that history. I'll let, uh, let you unpack that initially, uh, Dr. Uh, McCrary, the history of, of black folk in this field that we often just tend to overlook. Our guests uh, at this moment are Dr. Victor McCrary out of UDC and Dr. Renee Robinson out of Vanderbilt. Um, uh, beautiful thing to talk to two black chemists in one conversation. And we're doing it right now on Tavis Smiley. Ready to reexamine your assumptions and expand, your inventory, expand your inventory of ideas? More of Tavis Smiley coming your way right now. We are celebrating along with uh, Dr. Renee Robinson and Dr. Victor McCrary the 50th anniversary this year uh, of uh, this organization, this national organization for the professional advancement of black chemists and chemical engineers. They'll meet in New Orleans in September on the 14th. Uh, thousands of them will uh, hit, uh, hit the big easy to celebrate 50 years of advancing uh, a narrative uh, about the role that black chemists and chemical engineers have played in the history of this country. Speaking of which, Dr. McCray, why don't you give us some of that history right quick, sir?
2: Well, you know, some of that history we talk about uh, blacks in chemistry is every day uh, when I have a cup of coffee, I put a little sugar in my coffee. But did you know there was a black man in your coffee cup? Uh, and that's Norbert Real you. Uh, who back in the 1800s found a way to refine sugar because in the earlier days they used to take the sugar cane and they had to basically press the juice and then heat it up. It was called the Jamaica Train Process and is actually done by enslaved people where they encountered a lot of harm and hurt. He came up with a way which is actually used today by places like Domino Sugar and others to make the refined sugar that we use every day in our cup of coffee so as as i said again when you have your cup of coffee and you put sugar into it there's a black man in your coffee cup
0: Mm, i love it there are all kinds of stories like that we could talk about uh if we had the time uh dr renee robinson let let me ask you what it has been like uh for you specifically you're not just a a black chemist dr robinson you are a black woman chemist and that's a whole other situation um I, i know something of this in my own career um having been at uh, you know, the first African-American to do a number of things in the media. First African-American to have his own show at NPR, first one at PBS. I've done a few first in my career, and I know what it's like. There's no old adage that when you break through, uh, what's the what's the line? He or she who breaks through the brush first gets the thorns. Uh, and so I know something about being first and being the only oftentimes in some of the rooms that I am in. But what's it like being a black woman uh, in, in all the classes you had to take? Uh, in, in undergrad and grad school, I suspect there were, there were, there was more than one time when you looked around and didn't see a lot of black folks or, you know, a lot of other black women, what's that journey been like for you, Dr. Robinson?
1: You know, I think the biggest thing is that oftentimes it has been, uh, lonely, um, and there's this feeling of feeling left out. There's, um, always the, the fact that you feel like there's a conversation that's happening, but you're not a part of it and you're missing out on something very key that you need to know. Um, and I think as I've transgressed my career, um, trying to understand what those conversations are, get in the know, be a part of the know, but then to share that knowledge with other black females, black males, and just people who just aren't in the know, who get left out of these privileged conversations and spaces yeah. has been a part yeah. of, you know, what I've tried to do in my career. So it, can, it has been extremely frustrating um at times, but also having spaces like Nova Shea, who... Um, have created this this community and family to remind me that while I may be the only in my particular local environment, I'm not the only across the the globe. Has really helped me to stay fueled and to continue in this journey.
0: Vanderbilt University is a great institution. Uh, it is obviously a PWI, a predominantly white institution, unlike Howard, uh, where Dr. Victor McCray did his undergrad. Um, it's a, it's a, again Vanderbilt is a predominantly white institution. I am curious again. Keep keep, keep it real. Keep it real, Dr. Robinson. When 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 the, when the good white students walk into your classroom at Vanderbilt and they see that a black woman is about to teach them about chemistry, what kind of responses do you get sometimes?
1: I think they've already written me off sometimes. I think they already <laughs> assume that I don't know what I'm going to be talking about. I don't have the expertise or knowledge to be there, but I think there are students who um, are more you know, woke and have had these experiences where they're starting to see more diversity in front of the classroom and who's teaching them. And so I think they're open. Um, And over time, I I can't convince them all and I don't bring them all along, but there certainly have been a number of white students and students from other backgrounds who understand that, like, there's a lot that comes behind getting a Ph.D. And certainly the fact that I'm in the classroom at an institution like Vanderbilt in chemistry means I'm very credentialed to be there. No question. um, And I already have my
0: No question. Vanderbilt is high cotton, as we say around here, as high cotton. Um, Dr. McCrary, um, talk to me about how black chemists, um, you mentioned one invention. We could do, you know, we had the time, we could run a long list of them again. I wish I had the time to just underscore and remind people uh, that we've made contributions in every field of human endeavor, including uh, as black chemists. But I, but I wonder, writ large, how black chemists are regarded or not in the profession, Dr. McCrary.
2: Well, in the profession, we are still sometimes seen as part of the missing millions, okay? And so many times you have folks who are from technical degrees, who are just technicians, all the way up to PhDs, who have made contributions both past, present, and in the future. But we don't occupy the big seats at the top. You know, they're mm-hmm. not. you don't see too many black uh, CEOs in the chemical or pharmaceutical professions. You don't see a lot admit here, but that is happening. And I will say that in one area where we are seeing some progress and we've had some help is through the National Science Foundation. Um, they, one of their goals, working with the National Science Board, is try to promote the missing means. Right now, there's only 4% of blacks in STEM, and that includes the chemical sciences. We're trying to get more students excited from K-12 all the way up, providing scholarships, and under the leadership of the Science Foundation of Dr. uh he has really, really pushed getting uh, people of color, particularly folk, black folks, getting them into these areas and particularly in chemistry. So hopefully we'll see a lot more, but as Dr. Robinson said, you know, sometimes when you walk in the room, I am the, actually the vice chair of the National Science Board, which oversees the National Science Foundation and advisor to the president in science. When you walk in the room, sometimes you're the only person that's there. And, of course, you have to answer. You get the same old, uh, as we would say, sometime okey-doke.
0: Mm-hmm. It's getting
2: better slowly.
0: Yep. Um, it, it's clear that we have uh, a significant or a decent number, respectable number of black chemists in classrooms. Dr. Victor McCrary is at UDC, University District of Columbia. In the nation's capital, uh, Dr. Renee Robinson, as I mentioned earlier, is at Vanderbilt. So clearly there are some of y'all in these classrooms teaching other students black, white, red, brown, yellow, and otherwise. Uh, but I'm wondering, Dr. McCrary, whether or not black chemists are still innovating. You were just bragging a moment ago about many of the inventions that black folk, or black chemists have made. Are black folks still innovating or are y'all spending your time just teaching?
2: No, we're not just spending our time in teaching, and particularly for HBCUs. If you think about HBCUs, we are kind of also an asset, a national security asset, in the sense that we have a large number of our chemical folks who are making new ideas in the areas of materials, um, quantum information, particularly nanomaterials. So for example, both at UDC and some of our sister institutions like North Carolina A&T, a lot of people are doing a lot of work at advanced materials, which involves both chemistry and physics. I can call out a number of names, but these people are working in new areas as well as in pharmaceutical areas. And so even when you think about the pandemic that just passed, There were large numbers of black folks who were involved in chemistry and biochemistry of coming up with understanding COVID-19 and then producing the
0: vaccine. Yeah. How concerned are you, uh, Dr. Robinson? We'll come back to Dr. McCray on this same question in a moment. How concerned are you um, about those uh, few black faces I mentioned earlier that you see in your classes at Vanderbilt? Put another way, um, how, how, how troubled are you by the relatively paltry number of black folk in the STEM field?
1: I'm troubled more so because I think um, the, the journey to changing that situation is long and it's slow. However, I'm very hopeful that organizations such as NOBACHE and our other professional societies that are built to support students of color and ensure we're reaching students of color, um, we will help to do our job with, with trying to solve this problem.
0: Dr. McCrary, same question.
1: Yes, I, I'm thinking that these things are actually getting better
2: over time. And I think this is where our HBCUs, as well as our other minority institutions, are working well. And as Dr. Robinson said, the minority technical organizations like Nobushay, Nesby, SHIP, uh, Sockness, getting folks in. Because when kids are not stupid, when they see people who look like them, then they're saying, I want to get into that field. So that also means we have to have a continuous amount of teachers that are coming out there. Because if she, kids don't see anybody who looks like me out there, they figure the game is rigged, and why should I go in this profession? And yeah. that's why organizations, again, like Nova Sherry are important. Dr.
0: Mc, uh, Doctor McCreary, you're right. The kids are not stupid. And, and But the other truth is that for these kids, especially these days, image is everything. I mean, image is everything. Uh, and, and I don't mean to uh, – I'm not uh, trying to make a comment about you or Dr. Robinson. Uh, but because image is everything to these kids, sometimes the the kids who – study chemistry who study science technology engineering and math uh, are regarded as nerds nobody wants to be a nerd (laughs) so (laughs) i'm wondering whether or not we could ever increase these numbers so long as when we think about chemists we think about urkel yeah but when you think Uh, about urkel you
2: can also think about the salaries that they can go with it Um, most of the kids that uh, that work that come in our, my university, and I'm sure Dr. Robinson, their last name is not Rockefeller. So they're coming to school because they want to learn some skills and they want to get out. And whether they're, from, they're plumbers or PhDs or electricians or electrical engineers or chemical technicians or PhD chemists, the jobs out here in STEM are paying good money. And we're talking about starting anywhere in the high 80s to six figures in any of these things. And so, hey, I'm a nerd who can pay my bills. I'll take it.
0: (laughs) Urkel Urkel may be a nerd, but Urkel's getting paid. I ain't mad at him. Uh, Dr. Robinson, I heard you trying to say something, which didn't surprise me. You can't call a black woman a nerd and think she ain't going to speak up. What were you you trying to say, Dr. Robinson?
1: Hey, I'm saying you got to check us out on, uh, on Twitter and all the social media platforms. What scientists look like today doesn't look like Urkel by any means. I'm talking about my colleagues in my own department showing up teaching their organic chemistry classes, black male with Jordans on. We're talking about sisters that show up in their authentic selves to the classroom. And so we look like we look as black people, and that's how we show up to our jobs and our professions. So I think younger generation is very inspired by seeing that, oh, I can be myself um, and still be smart, be a chemist, be a nerd, and get paid.
0: No, I love that. I love that. Um, so what's it like when, when, when over a thousand of y'all black chemists get together, Dr. McCrary, in one room, as you will in New Orleans next month, September
2: 14th. Oh, oh man, the energy is in just incredible. I mean, this is the 50th year. I owe a lot to Novoshe because my professor, who was one of the founders, took me to Novoshe. wow, well over 40 years ago. And so, to get there, and I always tell people, you know, there's other societies that maybe, you know, also uh, concentrate on my professional identity, but also Novoshe concentrates on my psychological identity and well-being and to share the same stories with people like Dr. Robinson, Dr. Warner, all of our other colleagues and some of the legends that we have there. It is so incredible, plus also the opportunity to see the next generation that we can tell those stories, give back and teach them the navigational capacity that they, they need so that they can go out here and make a difference.
0: Yeah. Um Dr. Robinson, what are you looking forward to when you uh, when you all get together uh, next month?
1: I'm looking forward to seeing the over 1,000 students who are coming across the nation to celebrate with us, to share their science, to grow and to learn. I love seeing the students. I love talking with them, giving hugs, hearing how they're progressing in their journeys. Um, and I'm just looking to the time that we're going to have as we celebrate uh, formally and informally, unofficially, um, concluding with our gala on Thursday night. So this is going to be a jam-packed, high-energy, fun, um, and inspiring transformational week for everyone that comes in attends, and you have a an open invitation to come and celebrate with
0: us i appreciate you um i got just a few seconds here dr robinson uh getting tied on time here i i can only imagine that you must have enjoyed on a number of different levels that movie hidden figures dr robinson yes yeah
1: high fives all throughout the movie Um definitely transformational in my spirit but also affirming that um at some point we all get our flowers and even if they come late and after the fact we still must continue on in our journey um, and do the excellent work that we're doing in our STEM field so definitely affirming for me
0: it's that season of the year there'll be all kinds of black conventions this summer black lawyers and black doctors and black journalists as a matter of fact Half of my team here is on the way to uh, Birmingham for for the NABJ convention. All kinds of black conventions over the summer. But one of them is celebrating its 50th anniversary. They call it NOBACHE. That stands for, uh, there's a long name here, it stands for the National Organization for the Professional Advancement of Black Chemists and Chemical Engineers. Again, NOBACHE is much easier to say, but they are celebrating their 50th anniversary. We are glad about it, and we celebrate all. Uh, that these black chemists and black chemical engineers have done to make America the nation that she is and will be. We thank for now Dr. Renee Robinson and Dr. Victor McCray for coming on this program. The best to both of you. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. It's great to have you on. More of Tavis Smiley when we come forward.